She's a queen. This is dedicated to all my beautiful queens, all my beautiful ladies out there. She's a queen. guys for joining another episode of the Q Chat Podcast. And today I have a very special guest. And once again, shameless plug for people that should be listening to the Q Chat every single week. You should be familiar with this guest. This is, this is Mr. Patrick Ladonis. He's an actor and he also created the web series Scales. We had a great conversation last year. So I wanted to have him back on the show because now here comes season three. So I'm going to go ahead and give Patrick the floor so he can first off tell us about Scales just to familiarize you guys. And for anyone that hasn't seen the show, just to give everyone a back so we're going to have a great chat on the new season of Scales and just to chat and catch up. So how are you doing today? I am doing great and it's always good to see you. So thank you for having me back. And I am, this is good. I love coming to, I love coming to visit and hang out with you. You're awesome. just you're awesome. So I'm definitely excited to talk about Scales and season three. Awesome. Well, you know, we're like, we have that bond over Issa, you know, my dementia in my mind. So <laughs> we'll True. forever be friends. <laughs> yes. So Scales, Scales is a show that is, it's really about people trying to find balance. It centers around Remy Howard, a character, you know, the character that I play, who's constantly trying to have a balance between his love life, his work life, and his friendships. And I think this season, you're going to really, I, I don't even know how to describe season three with the exception of there's a lot of growth in terms mm -hmm. of our production value. The music is next level, but the story is a story that, I mean, after episode three, it's like a roller coaster of emotions that's going to happen. So it's, everyone's going to be trying to find their balance and they actually might get it come the final episode, the, the, the series, uh, season finale, I'm sorry, um, episode six. Wow, so I did watch the first three episodes before we joined this chat, and I did pick up that Remy started definitely in, you know, entangled again. <laughs> so Scales is like the perfect, you know, title for this show, because he's definitely still trying to find that balanced work, his love life. So, you know, that was, of course, very interesting. I did pick up on, especially at the end of, I believe it was episode three, the way it ended, you know, the aesthetic, you know, with the bike riders and everything. I was like, okay, okay. I love it, love it, love it. So I know we touched on this on our first interview, but I do want to ask you again, you know, for new people to the show. So of course your show fashions the same setup as Issa Rae's Misadventures of Awkward Black Girl, you know, the short series. So obviously with COVID, obviously it started causing a lot of issues with people recording, things like that. So can you tell us about just the challenges that you faced filming season three as opposed to when you first started the show? 
Sure. And, you know, I'm glad you brought up Awkwardly Black Girl and Issa, because as you know, we share that kindred love for, for her. So yeah. when COVID happened, we were literally, we had just had our first week of rehearsal for season three, and this was a year ago. Mm-hmm. And I literally, and I, I hope people don't jump on me for this, but after that moment, you really have that you know, not what would Jesus do, but what would Issa do? Issa <laughs> would make it happen. She would make it happen. Yes. And so that's what that's where the pivot happened. So despite being and still being in this global pandemic, I had to really think, how can we make this story happen? Because I knew I wanted a season three and I didn't want to further keep it, pu- you know, pushing it out. You know, I didn't want the show to lose its steam. So what happened is, we got creative. The, we said, okay, we're gonna, let's give it a couple of weeks, but we'll make the show really feel the depths of Atlanta because season one and two, while, you know, like you're right, the very, the series was limited in time. It felt very sitcom-like because everything was taking place at Remy's house, the Keller family house, uh, Gavin and Sheila, it was like three locations. This time, because of COVID, we were able to really incorporate Atlanta. So you see the characters outside, they're at the park, they're all over, they're literally all over because, you know, to be safe, we were able to shoot outside, a lot of fresh air. And visually, I think the weather was perfect. You're going to see these people in places that if you've been to Atlanta or live in Atlanta, you're like, oh, I know where this place is. Old Fourth Ward Park. I know this place. Punt City Market. I know this place. So COVID really, despite it having such hard um, repercussions on us as a, as a country, a world, a nation, creatively, it kicked up my creative juices. And I feel that it actually made me better as a creative, as a writer, as a producer, and the content is next level. I mean, I think people are going to be blown away when they watch this season of Scales. Awesome. You won't believe this, but you actually stole my idea on how I was planning to end the show. I was going to end it on what would Issa do (laughs) instead of asking you how do you define a queen? So like, I'm telling you, we're just going to end up being better. sponsor for the month of May is the book Flow of the Heartbeat. Life lessons. Life lessons. I apologize if I release. I don't want to forever hold it in. I want to be free. Flow of the Heartbeat is a collection of poems written by Q.J. Walker. Flow of the Heartbeat is a poetry book about the highs and lows of the heart, love, and life. Go ahead and head over to Amazon.com and order yours today. It's available for the Kindle price of $7.99. Go ahead and order Flow of the Heartbeat by QJ Walker. Hey, yo, peace world. It's the love king of R&B, Raheem Devon, and this is the Q Chat. Keep it locked right here friends eventually so <laughs> like, i can't believe you said <laughs> so let me scale back a little bit <laughs> so <laughs> what's in your future for scales you know because we just finished season three do you have plans for season four are you at, uh, hitting the books and writing some new scripts like what's for the future with your productions and you know your work well on a really exciting note 
we're season four of scales again season four we've already um started talking about season four so season four is going to be next it's just season three was next level season four is it's on a whole nother realm because again the ending of season three is really fire but this summer i'm actually going to start shooting spades i don't know if you remember me talking about spades you sure did well people are dating everybody stupid we are we've got <laughs> it we are filming it in june so i'm hoping it'll make like a early labor day debut mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of like a i don't want to call it a spinoff because kim who plays um uh, Sheila's sister it's kind of a show with her and her girlfriends and dating in atlanta mm-hmm. so I'm really excited to tell that story. I am writing some other projects. Of course, we're only doing five seasons of Scales, which, you know, Insecure came out with it first, but I I was like, well, we were going to do five or two, but, you know, whatever. (laughs) So, um, yeah, that's kind of what's happening. Scales, Spades, promoting it a lot. I'm going to actually, I'm I'm probably more proud, I'm, I'm prouder of season three than probably you know of course the pilot was exciting because I got to you know actually do it see my dream come alive but mm-hmm. season three is so rich the acting is up a level and visually the music I'm going to be entering it in a lot more competitions than in previous seasons so wow and what was that station that you mentioned um that reverie reverie, reverie. okay okay so how's everything going with that Everything's going well with Reverie. Uh, they've been really supportive and pumping. Like I've been featured in a couple of, they've had, you know, articles published about me. I've, um, they've been marketing scale seasons one, season two. It's been playing a lot. It was a, it was in the top 10 best shows for 2020 on their um, platform. So I'm excited to see what happens in the partnership with them as we shoot season four. That's what I said, season, season four, what we got planned for season four, I'm telling you, it is a whole nother level of what oh, I didn't wow. for a web series. It's a whole nother level of what we're trying to do. So, so have you completely written all of season four? Or are you just in the worst of it? Well, season four, the first two episodes of season four has been written as well as the final episode, like season five. Like I wrote the ending. Wow. When I wrote season one, because I knew exactly how I wanted the show to end. So now mm. we're trying to get to the end. So season five, the final episode, it's done. It's it's there. And I try not to look at it because I get kind of like, oh God, it's coming to an end, but it's time. So. so once Scales ends, and I know you're doing space, but what is in the future once it ends? You know, because I mean, that's your baby. So like, what do you see for yourself once it ends? Well, once I finally retire, Remy, <laughs> I am going to really focus on really just writing and producing other projects that other people star in, not so much. Mm-hmm. But I will give you this exclusive. I'll give you this mm-hmm. exclusive. I am 80% sure that I will most likely do a scales film. Oh, I wow. Do a scales film for sure. I'm pretty sure I'm going to do a, a film version of scales, especially after people see the ending of season five. I feel like I have to come back and do a film. That That's what my creative spirit has been telling me is to, you've got to write a film, a feature and 
put a bow on scale. So that's going to happen. So you know it. I've talked about it to some of the production people, but now you really know it. I'm going to do that. Oh, wow. That's amazing. And just hearing that makes me think of Noah's Ark, which is another show that I used to love, which wasn't, you know, a short setup. You know, it was like the full 28 minutes, but it still makes me think of that, you know, with the setup with the friends and everything. And when they did the reunion recently, when they had the movie, I think it gives people more closure. You know, hint, hint to Issa Rae if she comes across this video. Like, we need a movie. Like, you can't just leave us at season five. <laughs> we do. We still need Issa to give us a movie. Yes. Yes. Like, we need a movie, something, a book, something. I need something, you know, a podcast, whatever you got to do. <laughs> I need a to be tour, Outdoor me. tour or something where we can meet the cast of Insecure, something. Yes, I need to know what Issa D is doing in the next 10 years. I need to know if Molly's going to get married, have some children. Kelly, you know, I, I need more. Like, I'm not going to be satisfied at the end of season five. <laughs> Me too. Like, I already see it. So who are some of your, and obviously we, we talk about Issa a lot, but who are some of your, like, your dream you know, co collaborators, you know, like, are, is there anyone that you would just really love to, whether write for, produce for, or act with, or have on any of your projects? Who are some of your people on your wish list? Uh, Jordan Peele is on my wish list, because I, I do dabble in the sort of, like, um, us, like, I do kind of like the almost horror type of Black horror film type of thing. I, I would like to work with him. And from a just a, like an acting an acting standpoint, I really would like to work with, um, gosh, I can't think of his name. Was it Kendrick Sampson? He plays Nathan. Oh, Nathan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I've been dabbling with the civil rights um, script that I've been, and I the character that I'm working on, I kind of visually see him in the role. So those mm -hmm. were like Kendrick Sampson and Jordan Peele are like the two people I would like to meet, get in a room, pitch some things to and see what could happen. Nice. Kendrick Sampson, I do like, you know, just been watching him too, especially with the Black Lives Matter movement, catching a lot of his lives. And I mean, he's right there in the front lines. Last year, doing a lot of protests. Like he's like right there. So, you know, it's like when you get a, a peek of like someone's life outside of, you know, a show or whatever, like sometimes you bond more with them. So I really, 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 really do like what he's doing for sure. Yeah, me too. So with scales, of course, you're like I said, you already got it down on how you're going to end the show. So when you first initially thought of scales, because I've heard some other people, I can't think of them offhand, like they'll be like, oh, well, when I started the show, I knew how it was going to end. I'm not sure if I've heard Issa Rae say it, but I've heard some people say that from the beginning, like when they started the show, like they knew exactly how it was going to end. Was that on your mind, too? Like when you wrote scales, like you knew how you was putting Remy to bed? Yes. And I, I actually heard it from Shonda Rhimes. Mm -hmm. I heard her say that with Grey's Anatomy, it's like she kind of knew how she would want the show to end. And so when I started writing scales at the time, I remembered her saying that. And I just did a, uh, a rough draft when I was in Barcelona writing the first episode. I was like, I wrote the ending. I was like, this is how I want Remy, David, and Gavin to be at the very end of this show. And now I just got to get them there. So like, I know their final destination. So that's why, and season three actually is going to give viewers a hint of what the future 
might look like for Remy and, and, and David, so. Wow. What inspires you to write about these characters? Because when I was watching it, I was like, wow, you know, like, <laughs> you know, Remy's love life is very interesting, you know, and you're right, he's trying to find some balance, but it seems like, at least for the first three, it's like, when he gets a little close, like, does something, you know, happen? So, like, what inspires you to even come up with those storylines? Well, I think it's a little bit, you know, and again, our girl Issa said it best, you know, you typically you write from some of your own experiences or your friend's own experiences. So a lot of this journey is from things that I've experienced when I was, of course, a lot younger and mm -hmm. just things that friends, stories, friends of mine have said. And I was like, that didn't really happen to you. And then they would show me the receipts. And then I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. So this really right. happened. And so my mind works in that way. And it's just when I'm with, with scales, I'm constantly thinking of, you know, because representation matters. So oh, yeah. of course, as a person of color, I want people to see that, but I also mm -hmm. want people to see, um, I want people to move the lens beyond the fact that Remy is a gay character or a gay person. Mm -hmm. Just to be mm -hmm. like, where people are like, oh, I do this, like where you don't even really see the, because we all have been young and dumb and done stupid stuff. And, you know, sometimes even to this point when our relationship and our, with our significant others isn't right, it messes with our whole, how we show up at work, how yeah. we show up with other friends, and then how we try to keep it together in front of our friends when stuff is going do, you know, so it's literally that, except the people are seeing the lens through Remy who, who happens to be in relationships with the same sex. Mm -hmm. And I could definitely say that just as a straight woman, I can, I watch scales and I still relate to Remy. Like you said, we've all gone through relationships, ups and downs, you know, things with friends and work, you know, so I just feel like you really truly can watch the show and connect with him because it's like, I feel like you don't really notice it. I mean, it's like you're watching a show about relationships. So I just feel like a person can watch it, whether you're like I said, I'm a female. Let's say I'm just taking sexuality out of it. Just as a woman, I can watch it and relate to Remy. Like, okay, I get it. You know, so I feel like there's so many different angles that someone can watch it and they can be like, okay, like this is funny, it's entertaining and I totally get where he's coming from. So I think that's a mark of really, and that's what I feel like any writing wants to do. Like they want to write something where anyone can watch and really engage with it. So I definitely think you've accomplished that for sure. So obviously, since um, you kind of took my thunder with the what would Issa do? We're <laughs> <laughs> connected. I mean, you know we how Issa. It's just I felt like that was coming in your mind, so it just transferred over to me. That really amazes me. So I want to switch it a little bit then. So let's say Remy was a part of the insecure group, you know, with Kelly and Issa and Molly <laughs> and Tiffany. And Lawrence, of course. How do you think Remy would fit into that group? If you could think of a treatment for the show, let's say you got a, just this dream presentation in front of you, you have to write a treatment for an episode of Insecure. What would you do? And also you have to incorporate Remy in it. I almost feel that Remy would be Kelly's cousin that comes to visit. <laughs> and He's a hot mess and Kelly sort of, I could see him like not being a part of the show all the time. No, not a series regular, but definitely like how they did the Coachella. Like he would be 
Kelly's unstate, like the reason why Kelly's able to deal with Issa because she's like, oh, I got one at home or I got one in the family too or whatever. And it would just kind of be about him being a hot mess interacting with them. He would probably, how Remy is about clothes, he'd probably hit it off with Tiffany a little bit because mm-hmm. Tiffany's a little, because Remy's not as over the top as Tiffany, but Remy cares about how he looks and how he dresses. And I know Tiffany's kind of like that way. So I can yeah. see them like the, having, you know, Kelly's cousin hanging out with Tiffany and it pisses her off. But just kind of how when uh, Tiffany had the baby and she was kind of mm-hmm. Kelly off to the curve a little bit and Kelly felt some kind of way. I yeah. just kept being like a whole thing. And then it was like, this is why we don't have dudes hanging out with us and, you know, something like that. So I could see that happening. Yeah, I could definitely see that for sure. So one of the other things I've noticed, obviously, we find, we follow each other on IG. I notice like sometimes you'll make posts too, like encouraging artists, like, hey, if you're a writer, work on your story, things like that. So what would you say for someone that tunes into this episode and have all these ideas in their mind, can't hit myself, they haven't put it on paper yet. What would you say to just give them some words of encouragement, but also just give them some ideas on how to, I just think there's, there's obviously a different process from taking it from your mind and putting it on paper, you know, and making the vision come to life. You know, writing is not an easy thing, you know, coming up with different create, creative things and unique things. What would you give to someone as a point of advice on how to just put that dream into fruition on paper? I would tell them that one, you, you know, I don't want to get all, um, I think it's, I think it's Langston Hughes that says what happens to a dream deferred. Oh yeah. You don't want to keep putting it off and putting it off. And then you tune in five years from now or something and see someone telling your story. You're just like, Mm -hmm. I thought about that. I wrote that. So I would tell someone like you or anyone else that's, you know, an aspiring writer, you can't become that writer until you actually put pen to paper. And mm-hmm. even if it's only a page, set a small goal. Like just say, mm-hmm. you know what, by the end of April, I'm going to write at least two pages. And you never know, you may do three or four. And then just by then, just build up the um, the writing endurance. It's almost like a, a, a muscle you're working out. The, you get better the more you continue to do it. So I would just tell those people that want to do it, again, pointing at you, tell, <laughs> tell your story, write it down. Don't let fear get in, get in your way. And again, you're writing your story. No one really can really tell the story or at least your story better than you can. So I would literally make a commitment to at least write two pages and then increase that goal as you continue to go forward because it's in you. It's it's in all of us. So that's, mm-hmm. that's my encouragement. So two pages by the end of the month. And if you want to share it, I'd love to read it. I love that. I love that. So I want you to give everyone more information about how they can watch scales and what to look forward to. So give everyone all that information on how they can find you. Sure. You can find me on Instagram at I am Patrick Ladonis. You can follow me there. You can follow the show at on Instagram at scales the web. 
also at Scales Series on Twitter and Patrick Ladonis on Twitter. The series Scales, you can watch the first three episodes on YouTube, just type up Scales the Web Series. You can also find us on reverytv.com where you can watch seasons one, two, and soon to be three, which is coming out in April. Oh, wait, it is April. So it's coming out the end of the season. <laughs> Right. And when can we expect Spade? So like, what's the timeline with that? The goal is for Spades to drop around Labor Day, because I feel like the vibe of, of what we're shooting, it just feels right for Spades to drop during Labor Day. I just think that mm -hmm. that'll be a good time for people to check out Spades' Labor Day. Okay, awesome. So thank you again, of course, for being on the Q chat. Like you're one of my favorite people to talk to. <laughs> First, because we have so I can't. We're gonna have a. We're gonna have an insecure like screening or something because we're gonna have to really that first episode. We're gonna have to have some time. We're, we're definitely having a screening. Like when I made the post last week about insecure, so many people were messaging me because I actually was doing like a little group <laughs> insecure during COVID last year, especially because we were all anti. So we would get on the Zoom calls and just talk about insecure, you know, like some real fans. So we'll definitely have to link up once season or, five starts. It could be a clubhouse room that you, you create where people come in and talk about that. So bam, and you can call it, what would Issa do? Yes, that. yes. And actually, I'm still going to ask you that what would Issa do question. So let's say Issa has been in any situations like Remy, which she has. Let's have a what would Issa do moment. How would Issa emerge into scales? Let's say she was a guest star in <laughs> season five. First, oh gosh, let me talk that into the universe. Yes, let's speak it. <laughs> uh, Issa would probably be helping Remy launch a new venture because season three deals with, you'll see what Remy at work and some major things are about to happen with Remy's work life and his love life. And he's gonna probably be looking for a fresh start. And so Issa would be the person with her events and stuff, planning something to help get Remy back out into the Atlanta echelon society, hip hop world. Cause I think Remy's gonna probably end up doing something. He's gonna end up doing something pretty big, I think. Okay, okay, perfect. So I like that for that, what would Issa do moment? I'm here for it. <laughs> so we're gonna speak it. Every time we talk, we need to just mention her name, even if we're talking about wearing face masks. We just need to make sure we say Issa before the conversation is. You're right. It's Issa's our mantra. So it's Issa. Right. So yeah. Like maybe incorporate her just like, you know, the old Candyman movie. Like just keep saying her name. Say like, <laughs> I was like, I didn't want to put Issa with Candyman. I was going to say like Candyman, but absolutely. Yeah. That's yes. 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 Issa, Issa, Issa. Because <laughs> we need to speak that in the universe. Like I said, if anyone even watches the show that has a connection to her, these are her biggest fans right here. You know, hey. <laughs> We need to interview her. So just tell her to come on her show. Q Chat is where it's at. And just hang out. Just hang out. I would tune in. I guess and I would you. Pass well, like I told you, I'd have to have a physical um, before the interview happens. <laughs> I don't think I would be able to handle it. You know, like I said, but before I talked to Raheem Devon, like I literally thought my cheeks were going to burst during <laughs> the recording. So for East, I can't imagine what would happen, but I would love to see what happens because I, I would love to talk to her. Like she's my hero. So, <laughs> so 
Thank you again. Like I said, I could talk to you all day. I love your energy. I love what you're doing with scales. I just love the short series setup. It just gives me, you know, I just feel so nostalgic when I watch it. You know, <laughs> like I just live for shows like that, you know, because I just think it's such a good way to put your dream on camera, the short series. I, I just love the whole premise. So I love what you're doing. Much success to you with Scales and Spades and all your other future products, projects. And when you do work with Issa, make sure you drop my name because it's going to happen. We're going to speak. Set with us. You'd be on set with us. What are you saying? Right. With you. Right. That with me for sure. We're you'd be, you'd about be covering it. You'd be covering <laughs> it on your, on your national platform. So there you have it. I would be in Atlanta in like a heartbeat. So, <laughs> but we're going to speak that into existence. So once again, everyone, thank you guys for joining the key chat. And please make sure you guys go to YouTube and watch the first three episodes of Scale and also watch season one and two. It's an amazing show and you can binge it, honestly. Like you guys got time. I mean, we're still quarantining for the most part. So go ahead and binge it, catch up on it and be on the lookout for all the future projects that Patrick is working on. He's great and he's very talented. So once again, thank you guys for joining the key chat. Issa, Issa, Issa. Goodbye. <laughs> go queen, go queen, go queen, go. Represent, you're a queen, you're a queen, oh.